you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Hey, it's Oliver here. It's great that you could be with me today. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Retail Transformation Show. This is episode 16. So on today's episode, we're going to be exploring more about quite a small company. You probably haven't heard of them. They're called Amazon. Oh, you have heard of them. Well, that's great. It saves me telling you all about what they do, because frankly, that could take a while. Now, Amazon are a disruptor in the retail industry. They're competing in almost every category, every market. You must understand Amazon to know how to best compete against them or even work with them. Now, if I was to rewind the clock a few months ago, when I was actually researching and planning this podcast, the whole the whole retail transformation show, someone very wise was helping me bounce some ideas and suggestions around. And at their top of the list of topics, interesting topics, was this. This is word for word. It said, all things Amazon are interesting. All things Amazon are interesting. So as I started to think about who would be best to come in and join us on the show to talk more about Amazon, it was clear. Plus, these two people have actually just written a book on the subject too. So you have the opportunity to go really, really deep into Amazon. So my two guests, which I'm super excited to introduce you to, are Natalie Berg and Maya Knights. Now, Natalie is a retail analyst, author and strategist. She's got deep industry expertise with experience at Planet Retail, where she was the global research director. And she's also held positions at Kantar Retail as well. Nowadays, she runs her own consultancy, MBK Retail, focusing on retail strategy and future trends. Now, she's published research on a number of hot topics such as click and collect, loyalty, store of the future, the convergence of physical and digital retail, customer experience, and Amazon as well. Lots on Amazon. And if I now introduce you to Maya Knight's You've heard Maya already on the show. She was one of my special guests back on episode 12, looking at the exciting future of retail in 2019. So Maya is the head of industry insights at Eagle Eye Solutions. And as you already know, she's got a wealth of experience in sharing insight and research around consumer-facing businesses. She specializes in the effective use of technology in large retail businesses and ensuring a great application to really be able to digitally enable and enhance the shopping trip. She's also the director of retailtechnology.co.uk where you can stay in touch with all of the latest retail tech news. So now, together, Natalie and Maya have co-authored a new book entitled Amazon. How the world's most relentless retailer will continue to revolutionise commerce. I'm sure you're going to be able to tell when we get into this. Natalie and I have this immense knowledge of all things Amazon, as well as a firm finger on the pulse of the whole retail marketplace. 
So we're going to dive into this interview in just a moment. But in the meantime, you can find all of the contact info today for Maya and for Natalie, as well as additional information and links. So you can find those on the show notes at obandco.uk slash 16. obandco.uk slash 16. Also, as a bit of an advanced warning, this interview is a good one, but it's a bit long. So you're going to hear the first part now. And in the next episode, in episode 17, you can come back and finish it off. Now, recently, I read that Amazon book and I really enjoyed it. And you can pick up a copy in all good bookstores, and I thoroughly recommend that you do. So towards the end of this episode, I've got an opportunity for you to win a copy of that book. So stay tuned to be in with a shot of getting your hands on that. But right now, here is the first part of my interview with Natalie Berg and Maya Knights. Natalie Berg, Maya Knights, welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you both doing? We're good, thanks. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. All good here. First things first, I have to say, kudos on the book. The book, Amazon, How the World's Most Relentless Retailer Will Continue to Revolutionize Commerce, is absolutely fantastic. For, for those of my listeners that have not picked up a copy yet, I highly recommend you do. It's full of strategy, full of observations, stats and facts, and more research and sources that can go deeper into all the info. It's got absolutely tons in there, and it's, it's a fantastic read. So both of you, well done. It's really something you should be very proud of. Oh, thank, thank you, Ollie. <laughs> thank you so much. We're, that's what we've, we were hoping for, just to mine the treasure trove of information that has been written and researched about Amazon. So really pleased you enjoyed it. Super. So I, I'm keen to understand, you know, what, what first caught your eye? When did you notice Amazon? What was it they did that made your, your ears prick up, so to speak, and take notice of what they're doing and where they're going? Yeah, well, as retail analysts, I think Amazon's always been on our radar. But the way that they've climbed the global retail rankings over the past decade has just been phenomenal. And I think what really interested us and what gave us the idea for the book was a shift in strategy a couple years ago. I had just returned from maternity leave. So I had a whole 13 months away from retail. And I came back and I just thought, wow, (laughs) the retail sector has changed so much. And Amazon specifically had evolved and, and really noticed this growing appetite for bricks and mortar retail. And also it was becoming clear that they had an interest in cracking the grocery sector. So we pitched the idea to the publishers, got the green light, super excited. And then they bought Whole Foods. (laughs) So our sort of theory that they were moving more into grocery retail, moving more into uh, bricks and mortar, the physical space, uh, was really validated with that acquisition. And I think that was really a watershed moment for the industry as well. So yeah, we got writing and and, uh, it was pretty much a, a living document until we... Until we submitted it, so but yeah, it's it's been great fun, but it's also been, um, as you can imagine, a lot of work. Not short of content, not short of material, but uh, it's just about keeping it up to date and figuring out, you know, how you want to hone hone in on uh, specific areas because Amazon is is a beast. <laughs> it is, and it's a really moving beast. It's really interesting what you're saying there about about Whole Foods suddenly just seemingly coming out of nowhere, and Amazon's a bit like that, aren't they? 
suddenly they come out with a huge new innovation that seemingly takes the world by storm, you know, Amazon Go, for example. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say one of the things that particularly interested me was not only the seismic sort of changes that it's wrought on the industry, but the way it's done it as well in terms of really pioneering technology to remove friction from the shopping process that we as consumers, we just accepted it, that it was there. Queuing, and when you talk about Amazon Go for a checkout, where now you can walk in after identifying yourself via the app on your mobile phone, pop it away, and then just pick stuff up off the shelf and, and walk out. I mean, the, the amount of technology development, the drive to innovate in that way is, is unprecedented, I think, in, in retail. Retail has always been focused on what it sells, not necessarily how it sells it. And I think from that disruptive perspective, Amazon's been really, really um, exemplary. So I wanted to really dig into that. And, uh, you know, the, the final point from, from that point of view is also the fact that they, they can take the time, I think, in terms of popping up in new industries. I, I think they also do a lot of work in the background to really study the, the sectors that they look to disrupt. I know Natalie, from a business perspective, can talk a lot more about, you know, their moves into healthcare and, as we've said, grocery as well. But they really do choose areas where they feel that they can make a disruptive difference and that they can bring technology innovation to bear to do so. So the business and the technology aspects of Amazon, I think, drove us both to write the book and led us to believe that, you know, Amazon is actually a technology company first and a retailer second and focuses more on how it sells, what it sells, which is everything, than than what it sells. So um, some really interesting com- concepts that we were able to unpack there that really go to the heart of why we're seeing them move into grocery and things like Amazon Go now. Just to add to that, Maya, I think, you know, Maya explained how, you know, Amazon love a challenge, right? You know, they are always identifying where there's points of friction and how they can remove that and continuously looking to improve the customer experience. So a phrase that we use throughout the book is that they have this relentless dissatisfaction with the status quo. And, you know, you have to take your hat off to them for that. And I think they do play by an entirely different set of rules, you know, and they have this long-term vision. They've been afforded this luxury of long-term thinking that most public retailers uh, simply don't have. But I think that retailers can, can learn from Amazon in that we all, as retailers, you know, everyone likes to think that they're customer-centric, but Amazon is genuinely obsessed with their customers. And I think what's really interesting now as we talk about Amazon reaching this inflection point is that, you know, they've recognized that online only is no longer enough. And it's part of a broader trend that we're seeing where these digitally native brands are now recognizing the value in having a physical presence uh, for, for lots of different reasons, you know, to reduce shipping costs, uh, which has just kind of gone through the roof at Amazon. Their shipping costs have pretty much doubled in the past couple of years. But also, I think they recognize that stores are still full of friction. Uh, as Maya talked about, you know, no one likes waiting in the line at the checkout. You know, we still have trouble finding products on the shelf. There's still, I think there's a real opportunity for Amazon to come in and, and do what they do best, which is to improve the customer experience. And now they're using technology to, to do exactly that in store, to, to bring the physical store into the 21st century. So we thought it'd be a really interesting time, not, not to only assess Amazon and where they're going from a strategic perspective, um, but also sort of the future of retailing more generally and how you know, in, in one word, the future of retail is very much blended. Amazing. So I just want to dive in. So you mentioned so many companies think that they are customer centric, but then Amazon truly are. What is it about Amazon, their culture, their business, their people 
that separates them? What is it that divides them and sets them apart? As I said, they are obsessed with their customers. That is, um, you know, they sort of, they live and breathe (laughs) customer experience. What is it when they're living and breathing that is different than other companies that say they're living and breathing it, but perhaps they don't? Yeah, good point. So I think, you know, if it doesn't add value to the customer, they just don't do it. If it won't enhance the customer experience, then they won't even go there. So, you know, Amazon's actually quite frugal in a lot of respects, even though, you know, they spend more on R&D than any other American company. And I think that, for example, they they have these six-page narratives. So they don't do PowerPoint slides. Instead, if you have an idea for a new product, you put out a press release or you put, sorry, you put together a press release as if the product was launching today. And in that press release, you have to convey all the benefits to the customer. And then you work backwards and, and develop the actual product. So I think that's a great example of how they have a very clear focus on, on the customer and how they can continually improve the experience for them. But as I said, it's also having, you know, the luxury of long-term thinking and the fact that, you know, Amazon, as, as Maya will be able to elaborate on here, is a tech company at heart. They are, you know, retailing is secondary. And I think the fact that they are innovators, they're inventors, in Jeff Bezos's words, they see innovation and failure as inseparable twins. And I think that's a fantastic quote that really sums up their culture that they, you know, not everything they touch turns to gold. They've had a lot of failures but they're not afraid to try. Yeah, I mean, picking up on on some of the points that Natalie's made from a, a technology standpoint, I always talk about the means and the will for retailers to be customer-centric. So I think it breaks down, we've already referred to the, the means in terms of training your shareholders to be patient. And actually their retail business produces very little profit, if any. But it also comes down to to the will. And I think Natalie's anecdote about the press release first and working backward reverse engineering is is a great one that in that sense, retailers haven't necessarily had the will to put customers first and to use technology to do so because it it is an expensive investment when you can kind of rub along with the status quo in that sense, with, with the competition, benchmarking against the competition. I don't think Amazon actually sees their competition as uh, something to benchmark against it's something to actually disrupt instead something to do uh, to tackle and take on tackle and do even better than than their competition so and also I think it's about designing a business that serves both the customer's interests and the business interests and the shareholders interests in in equal measure they've certainly taken a hit on profit to be able to do that and as, as we enter their 25th year um, this move into grocery is really going to really going to test that. But they do have that real sort of pillar of technology innovation to to fall back on and to and to draw on that I I don't think other retailers have seen as um, strategically as important in the past. So the final thing I'd sort of say about that in terms of looking at what other retailers have been doing in response is that they've been forging strategic partnerships, uh, usually not with Amazon, <laughs> pointedly. But we've got uh, Carrefour announcing that it's going to develop Google Shopping and Google Voice Assistant capabilities. And we've got Marks and Spencers and a, and a swathe of others. Kroger, I think, in America as well, was quite pointed in its demos at NRF recently about its partnerships with Microsoft. So I think retailers are slowly waking up to the fact that they have to focus on how they sell what they sell because of the disruption that Amazon's brought to that. And I think that inevitably make, is going to make them more customer-centric, whereas Amazon has, has always been so. I think that's absolutely fascinating. And some of the points there around 
releasing this early press release is almost a, a brief for a new change initiative. That's really interesting to, to see that happening so early on in the, in the life cycle. And then coupled that with their high R&D spend, their low expectation of delivering profits to, to shareholders means they're quite a force for innovation. We've seen you know, drones, we've seen robots, they've obviously invested in Kiva systems. What's next for Amazon innovation, do you think, Maya? So I think it's going to be very much more of the same. The one point I, I kind of didn't, I hesitated to put in, in that last sort of response was the fact that how they balance the lack of profits in their retail business with um, exponential R&D spending. And that's, again, the technology pillar that's that's founded on um, Amazon Web Services, their cloud computing business. I mean, sort of merging a further response to your last question with the question you've asked about, you know, what's next? You've got to look at look back to see what they're, they're capable of doing in the future. And I, I think, you know, the story of Amazon really comes from the fact that they wanted to sell stuff online. They started with books because it was a really easy product to sell in terms of the fact that you knew what you were getting when you saw it on a page. Um, it was a standard sized product to ship. Boxing it and storing it, et cetera, et cetera, is actually quite simple when you compare to all the array of products you can buy now. Sure, particularly now they're into fresh, fresh food, exactly. all that complexity that adds in. Exactly. So they started off simple. They, start, they started off wanting to know what worked online and, and, and innovated from there and grew and learned from there. And they actually realised that they needed a, a technology infrastructure to be able to support the reach and scale of the business that they were building. And that's where AWS came from. That's given them advantages in what we, what we talk about in the book as the, the three technology drivers of our age, the ones that have empowered us to become uh, shoppers that shop on, on only our terms and not the terms that are dictated by retailers. We talk about the on my terms shopper in the book. And those are ubiquitous connectivity always being on. So Amazon wouldn't be Amazon if it weren't for the, for the fact that it's based its success on the explosion of internet shopping, which is based on increased broadband access and, and, and mobile access as well. The second one is pervasive interfaces. So moving from having uh, just a mouse and a pointer and a keyboard to touch right through to voice. You can see where they're going there with um, Alexa, trying to tie Alexa, the voice assistant, into their hardware business with the echoes around the, around the home, which gives them a sort of a pivot in the home to then be able to sell us more connected home devices like their Ring camera security system and doorbell system, which also incidentally helps them deliver goods to your home, for example, securely. And then the final one is autonomous computing. I've always said retailers are very good at automating their systems, but um, in terms of giving them their, the intelligence to go and automate themselves, as it were, to operate autonomously, I don't think Amazon would have been able to produce the systems, the video systems, computer vision systems, as they call them in Amazon Go, without the sophisticated artificial intelligence systems that they use to also run the robots in their warehouses, for example. And they wouldn't have been able to develop those artificial intelligence systems had they not based their business on AWS. So where they're going is based on those, is always going to be based on those three, three main drivers in terms of increasing access to their systems with always on um, capabilities, reducing the friction by reducing the amount of input we have to put into the shopping process and making the shopping process more and more and more intelligent. 
So we're going to see them use those those capabilities, as you say, to get the products faster to us, quicker, faster to us. They're taking over more and more of their own delivery system. We saw robots on the streets in the news last week. Um, we're going to see them expand Amazon Go and maybe definitely expand the format. They're coming into the UK this year, um, probably London sometime soon. And we're going to see them increase the number of goods that they produce and manufacture themselves and sell to us as, an, as private label. So we're going to take a little break from this interview right here. And you will be able to catch the second part of my interview with Natalie and with Maya next week on episode 17. But right now, if you would like to win a free copy of their book, Amazon, How the World's Most Relentless Retailer Will Continue to Revolutionise Commerce, then you should head over right now to obandco.uk slash Amazon book. Right there, you can register and win a free copy. I'm buying three copies, one, two, three, and I wanted to give them away to you, to my listeners. So if you head over that address again, obandco.uk slash Amazon book, you can enter right now. And maybe a copy of Amazon will be posting its way through your letterbox very soon. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe. But also, if you want to get in touch with Natalie and Maya, here's how to do it. For Natalie, the best place is on her website, nbkretail.com, nbkretail.com. You can also find her on LinkedIn and on Twitter at Natalie underscore Berg. Meanwhile, for Maya, the best place you can find her is on LinkedIn or Twitter at Mazza Nights. So don't forget, head over to obandco.uk slash Amazon book to be in with a chance of winning your own copy of Natalie and Maya's brilliant book. So remember to come back to the Retail Transformation Show next week and join the three of us as we conclude that amazing interview. Have a great week and I'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.